You don't like that? No. Is it making your bowels let go? <laughs> it's going to sound really cool in the recording. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't realize you hit start. Yeah, of course I did. You know, you always do. Yeah. So, Keith, welcome to the cockpit. Cheesy Chicken Podcast. The Dirty Cockpit. Mm-hmm. Today, what we're doing is we're doing our little, little, uh, it's the final episode of our little tour we did with Chris Taylor. <clears throat> He's a singer, guitar player, you know, musician, overall, songwriter. Played in one of our favorite bands, at least one of my favorite bands. When we were younger, yeah. Vegas Temper. And is currently <laughs> in the band Gone for Days, at least working on that project. That's fun with the, you know, uh, advantages and modern technology where you're able to stop the show completely, go back and find the name of that band and then start up again. And I bet if I didn't say this, nobody would know better. Nobody would know. Thanks for ruining it, Keith. <laughs> Take two. Uh, anyways. So, yes, we're here. Um, we had Chris Taylor on our little tour, the very last recording we had. Well, he had us. We, we went to his house. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We were on his lanai. Yep. Yeah, it was a good time. It's not what you'd expect. You think, oh, rock star Chris Taylor, and then we're all kind of just chilling on his lanai. You know. Had you ever heard that word before I used it? Lanai. Yeah. Yes, I know what it was. From Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Mammy has. You had back a closed-in back porch. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was good. Good. Uh, you. I get to hear. A lot of backstory from... That's what I like to do a lot about a lot of things. That's why I like to bring some people on here. You like to hear backstories, everything else. Like, we knew Vegas Temper as, oh, it's the band, here's your music. They had that... Um, They did this small little work with my dad. Mm-hmm. That's what we knew. But it's always fun to hear further in, deeper into the story. Yeah. It's learning like, learning things we didn't know about something we like. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... A, or it was. It was a great time. It was a good time. Didn't you even say that was one of the, your more, one of your more, uh, what, liked, favorite in whatever episode? No, it, it felt like, it felt like one of the more legit episodes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot of fun. Like, I actually, the, the, the whole, the way, just the way it went down was, was nice. Yeah. It was like that and the Mont episode. Yeah, they both came out really well. I think I kind of um, had a stroke off sesh with Vegas Temper a little bit because I, you know, I wanted to hear so much about that. I was so excited about Vegas. So, you know, it was a little bit of a fanboy situation. You could tell he was trying to, like, veer into the other stuff a little bit. Yeah. I tried to facilitate that a couple of times. Yeah, he's he's definitely, you know, he's trying to push out his current project. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he hasn't played with Vegas Temper for how long? It's been Quite a, a few years. It's been a, yeah, it's been a hot minute. So... But, you know, everybody wants to focus on what they're into, you know, and, and musicians, they want the band that they're in now. It's like uh, Matt and I went to a comic convention down in Boston and I had a Jim Starlin. He's an artist and a writer. And I wanted him to sign a comic book of mine, the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. And he was so tired of people asking him about that because <laughs> he had done a lot of new stuff since then. He just wanted to, you know, you know, promote his new things. And he just was so uninterested and so pissy and just kind of a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Well, don't put that stuff out if you don't want to, right, anyone to talk about. Well, Be I mean, thankful it had, someone's... It had, it had been like 30 years since it had been out, so yeah. he was a little Still, tired. Like, if I was a musician, let's just say... Granted, it's a different project, different band. I guess band's different than that. But, like, if I had... um, 
you know, I had some early stuff like that, especially stuff where you weren't even really famous for or anything. And then way down the line, someone's like, hey, this stuff you used to do a long time ago, a really big fan. That'd be kind of like, oh, cool. You're pulling it from the, you know. I guess it would depend on how you left that. You know yeah. what I mean? So didn't he say that it was kind of a weird jumpy end with Vegas? The, yeah. I guess it's one of those so things where I think, us, I think that's probably more where it came from. Yeah. Is the, instead know. of us breaking into that, we'll let him explain it better. Yeah. Because we're going to end up just doing it complete wrong and. <laughs> the story is going to be like, yeah, we're still together. I don't know what you're talking about. But, um, yeah. But it was a, it was a good, it was a nice conclusion. Cause we, uh, we went and had dinner and then we came home after that. Right. Um, yeah, we went there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. went and had, um, we went and had dinner with your grandmother and your grandfather at the pilgrim's background no that or, was the day before that was, was after dre because we went to the pits that last time with that's them. right that's yeah. right yep yeah auburn pits shout out to the lunch yep yeah and we met uh all mammy's friends and technically we did have one more interview uh after that after our lunch with the elderly gentleman oh, in the parking lot oh my god we still have that info well, we can uh i'll send it to you, you can post yeah it. we'll post that yeah it was a uh, just a i've impromptu random impromptu just the guy was uh, just an old man he thought what did he say um he saw that you had uh main plates and he got all excited because his son was from maine yeah and owns a seafood restaurant up north a little bit yeah he's telling us we needed to go it turned into a bunch of different do you, you know, remember what the place was called nope we'll have to watch the video oh, right we'll post it yeah 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 that was a uh that was pretty cool you never find like at least you don't find it often um just guys like that just Oh, I'm genuinely gonna, nice people that um, just well i don't know about talk. the nice part but i'm gonna be that old guy that just talks to strangers all the time oh i just i do and it corner, now. corners them and makes it so they can't leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i talked to everyone now but just he was he was older yes but i don't know it was just like and oh look it's a little puppy kind of like you couldn't not you couldn't be mad at the guy no. He could have said, like, oh, and by the way, I killed your parents. <laughs> We're going to be like, oh, how sweet. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be wrong. I'd gut that old man right there in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, didn't his license plate say what the uh, business was? Yep. Yeah. Too bad I have a good memory, huh? And there's Mookie. But anyways. Yeah. But enough about that. Let's send this off quickly. To the Chris Taylor from Vegas Temper, Vegas Temper, and Gone for Days. What'd you do? You called your friend yesterday and asked if uh, he could come out to dinner with us ten minutes before we got there. We started recording, Keith. Thanks for ruining. That's fine. It's what every episode does. We usually at first it was stupid noises. Like I'd catch him, I'd press record just before he burped or something. Oh, and that was the beginning of all the episodes. Anyways, we're here on the C- Cheesy Chicken Podcast with Chris Taylor. Hello. A front man for multiple bands throughout the years. It's fun. He's known my dad for the you know, a short time. Dad played with him and Yeah. Well, I've known I've known Ron for a long time now. How long when did you shoot? Oh, you're gonna make me put a date on this. Maybe two thousand five, six, two thousand six. Oh yeah, well, that's around the time he started playing with you, right? Yeah, I met him a little earlier. Yeah, because I knew I knew you guys. We were in high school, which was oh five, oh six, oh seven ish, and that's when we saw you uh, yep. with Vegas Temper play 
at the State Theater in Portland. It feels weird to think that anything within the 2000s was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. It gets worse. Yeah. You think, wow, 2005, that was a long time ago. But like we were in high school, so it shouldn't be that long. That was double our life ago, though. Pretty much. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so Chris Taylor, great singer. Hey. Been in multiple bands. And we're here to hear his story. Oh. Obviously, me and K-Dubs here, whatever you want to call him. He's, uh, we've been Vegas Temper fans for a while. And yeah, where'd you start? Where'd you start singing? When'd you start? Where's your little history here? Uh, well, when I moved up to New Hampshire with, uh, I mean, when I moved down to New Hampshire from Maine with my band, this was like early 90s, we're talking. And uh, did When some, the music was great. Oh, it was great. You know, um, moved down to Manchester with my band, uh, did a couple of flip-flops here and there ended up in a band called jumpa recorded some music played some things did some cool stuff then we changed our name to shoeless joe and started that's what i was thinking of when i thought oh, green okay. i knew the name shoeless that's what i was thinking so yeah. so shoeless joe was a cover band that played oh, all over the place from boston manchester covers um we actually put out two or three original cds um and Jim Smith, Jeff Jumpa, <clears throat> Keith Willie, and uh, Jeff Furlot was the original bass player in Jumpa. Um, and then uh, Keith Willie took over and we changed to Shootless Joe and we played covers for ooh, seven or eight years, maybe. Is there any place we can see, hear these stuff or is that uh, too far yeah, back? No, no, Shootless Joe CDs are all over the place. We, we did some push, there's a lot of push on a, a bunch of CDs. Um, I don't know where you could find. You can find them online. I know that eBay is eBay. W- amazing for that kind of yep. thing. Like you eBay. find anybody you're I looking it, for. I think Amazon still carries Shoeless Joe CDs too. I just saw somebody post a Shoeless Joe CD on Facebook just last week. Dad had his '90s Christian rock band Mirrors, and I it was just a few years ago. I looked it up, and it was on eBay from like in Pennsylvania somewhere. They were selling a Mirrors CD. Nice. I'm like he, I don't. He never played a show down there. You know, what I mean, it was just New England shit, but. Yeah, so it was it was unique to hear that. The internet is a wonderful thing. Yes. And terrible all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah, Shoeless Joe, uh, that was a good time. Um, the drummer, Jeff, left, left the band, and we decided to reinvent ourselves as Vegas Temper. And uh, we got a drummer called Justin. We actually went through two or three drummers, I think. I can remember maybe one or two I don't remember uh, my memory is really bad so bear with me um, but we got a drummer uh, Justin Pacey and he's played in a, probably about a hundred bands since then he plays with everybody um, local national really good drummer good friend where'd you get the name Vegas Temper um Vegas Temper we reinvented ourselves as Vegas Temper and when we tossed around names and I don't remember the names we were tossing around. I think uh, we liked Vegas because it was flashy and Temper because it was kind of edgy. Yeah, I could see that totally. Yeah. And it was just two, two words that we came up with. Uh, Attractive words. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I really figured you guys were from out 
west or whatever. I didn't realize you were from, you know, my home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. it was, well, that was the whole object of the name. I, I really love the name. As you can see, I still have my license plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we we, were, we, yeah, we pulled ahead. it. We pulled in. We're like, are we sure this is the right place? And I just happened to look. I did the I did the Jason Bourne thing. I looked at the license plate. I'm like, I think we've got the right place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. Yeah, as we, we've talked about before, me and uh, my buddy here, we're huge Vegas Temper fans. We saw you guys play open for Stained at the State Theater in Portland. Yep, and um, No, no. Better way to put it, Ron. Stained ended for Vegas yes. Temper. <laughs> Let's look at it that way. Was, the Stained gig was really fun. I think... Uh, yeah, shoot some stories about it. Yeah, Jimmy Magoon was a short-term guitar player, but he lucked out and was just at the right time when we got that Stained gig and he got to play I on think the stage. Jimmy Magoon. They were supposed to play with different opening openers in January. Their schedule got moved to yeah. February or whatever. They had different openers, but back at that point, I think you were with my dad. Dad played for Vegas. It was like January or December. It was either right before or right after. Yeah, I thought it was at that time because I used to think like, damn, there's a chance Dad could have opened for Stain. It was, and yeah. and I think it, Jimmy only played uh, a short, maybe maybe one or two or three gigs. I don't I don't remember how many gigs he played, but. I know uh, Ronnie uh, was right around then. Might have been before or after. So, what, where did you find Dad? Like, what made you? Hmm? What made him get into the show? I think I met him at what made him or playing the band, not getting the, the show. Yeah, he. Uh, we were looking for a guitar player, and somebody pointed him out and said he's a mean guitar player. And we hit him up. He's I think okay. Mad Bob's. Yeah, yeah, we've played there a whole bunch. Yep, Mad Bob's. We. I remember talking to him there and he came in for practice and he just jammed out and was you know, phenomenal. So he fit right in. Yeah. Mad Bob's that, that place had a nice stage. Oh, it's a great place. And I liked playing great, there. Great people, family, everybody. That was, that was, those were good times. Yeah. That was a good place. Um, I remember I was up in Littleton, uh, at dad's place when he was just starting with you guys. So he was sitting there playing the songs over and over again, but he kept saying like, listen to this one, listen to this one. And he was playing them as like heavy as he could. Nice. But yeah, he was, he was into it. So when he, he first came started in up. after the first, uh, after both CDs that we did, uh, I know we had Marcus came in after it was before shotgun before shotgun. Yes. Yeah, so it was, it was, uh, before we recorded, you, I saw you at the Stain show, and I said, "Hey, I'm Ron's son, or whatever." And then you gave us a Vegas okay. Temper CD, you, are, the yeah. one with Kiss the Sun and you, Dog and all okay. that. Okay, that was after that CD. Okay, um, yeah, the Stain show that was pretty incredible. It was a sold out, all ages, stadium, uh, not stadium theater, and it was all kids, and there was no like security guards blocking the stage or whatever. So there was just, just this sold out theater of insane kids wanting to see rock show and we were the only opener so it was very exciting for us we had our dressing room and i remember uh i actually remember every pretty much every minute of that show because um, i told myself to i was like you know remember this because this is a sold out theater of kids wanting to see a rock show it was very exciting that's what you dream about was that the biggest vegas temper show I believe that was, and yeah, it's one of the biggest shows I've ever done. I don't know how that was ended in, ended ended up being the biggest show because we've said it here, we've told you for over fifteen years now that was one of the best shows we've ever seen, and that was before Stained went on. Stained, 
sorry stain but it was a sh- it was a flashlight show with him sitting on a stool the whole time you yeah. can't play mud shovel sitting down yeah and he did yeah but you guys killed it and we said it before they even went on stage uh, well we were we were excited boys yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, ener- the energy was there huge yeah we uh we just we let it all rip that was at the state theater right yeah the state yeah. theater it was one of my favorite venues. I mean, they redid it, they rebuilt it, but it's it still has that kind of not really cramped, but almost that smaller theater feel. But you yep. still get a lot of good. I had the two levels though. And that yeah. was exciting. I did the uh, I did the David Lee Roth thing on the stage. I said, "Let me hear you on the line." <laughs> you know why I did it? Because I could. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they listened to me, and they were receptive. And you're the man with the microphone. It was, yeah, it was insane. Pretty much um, all of my favorite shows have been at that. I saw Corn there. I saw Corn, uh, Five Finger Death Punch opened for Corn, and it was before they hit it. They hit it big. Nice. Uh, Kansas. Nice, <laughs> I saw nice. Kansas. Oh, is that there. where you saw the Kansas show, yeah. the surprise one with Annika's dad? Yeah, that was fun. But uh, but yeah, and then and I saw. Uh, well, I, I say I'll say I saw Vegas Temper there. I didn't yeah. see. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's not just because we're here with you. We've said it for years. You just it was a. People uh, say that oh you like Stain and I'd be like and I I tell them that story basically I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I was having my seizures at the time, but if I was, that's I would have died. You probably would have had one, yeah. It's so all no, it was, flashlights. That that video is online. I, we did capture that on video. Your whole show? The, the, uh, the State Theater uh, gig. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's Vegas Temper. It's either Vegas Temper at State Theater or it's on YouTube. Um, I put together a video. I think it's uh, it's Get It On. That song, get it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just listened to that on the way here. Yep. So that was the song that that I did the video for. You don't have the whole show though. I don't have the whole show. Oh, uh, you suck. No, I don't have the whole. All right, show. that was it. That was a cheese chicken podcast. Yeah, you, guys. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what a crazy show that was. The dressing rooms were great. You know, grungy had all the famous bands signatures on the wall, that type of stuff. Did you sign the walls? Uh, yeah, I think we did sign the walls and, um, I remember a great memory from that show was the band going on stage before me and, you know, the crowd was going nuts and cause we were the only opener. So they were like all primed and, uh, they led me, the, the woman led me backstage and I remember being behind the curtain, but it was like a maze of like junk and stuff and it was all dark so she had the flashlight and she was guiding me through with this little pen light through this maze towards the curtain that was like somewhere over there through behind all this junk so we were like walking through this maze and then she said finally uh, you know you guys you ready you ready you know and she opened the curtain and it was just like awesome yeah that's cool like that was a big show for us so it's cool hearing all the backstory um shit i just had something before you said awesome um no you're good uh this is wrong okay how did you get that show like how did that come about yep (laughs) i'm thinking i'm remembering uh i understand it was 16 17 years ago yeah um it was uh i think brian cushing was working at rock 101 at the time or in and around the ticket sales type of a thing and he had just give me a call real quick uh two days before 
Oh wow. Yeah, and was like, can you guys do? You want to do the state show, state theater opening for Stained? No. <laughs> well, I'm gonna think about it. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give so, me a second. Yes. Yeah. No. It was a. It was exciting. Uh, we, you know, it was we just pulled it together, packed up the stuff, went up. I remember it was. I think it was snowing that night. So when you play a big show like that, do you have? Obviously, you probably bring your own guitars and shit like that. But do they have? Stage drums and no, you know what I mean, how does that work? Uh, they usually put they usually get us to set up in front of the uh, drummer that's headlining. So usually we don't have a lot of room, but since there was no drummer that night for Stained, we had a lot of room. Yeah, uh, they did give us some lights. They gave us some good, you know. They just kind of let it. We're the only opener, so we were. They let us, you know, have at it. Yeah, that was awesome. I played in L.A. Uh, at the Roxy, but it was upstairs, so it was a really small stage. I'm pretty sure they had a, a like a like an in-house drum set there, and yeah. then I was at the Troubadour the next night, and I'm pretty sure they had a in like a yep. whatever. We actually finished there. We were like the final That's band cool. that played there. So that that you know the drum the in-house drums they 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 can mic them all up and keep the sound. Oh yeah, they do it the way they want. Yeah. Uh, New York clubs. Um, they didn't have, I don't remember them having the, the, uh, maybe they did have this, this stuff. I remember the New York clubs being really tiny, like this little room here. It was, you know, it could probably fit 30 people in it, squish them. Um, we were, were they good though? Cause they were so packed. You don't see any space. How does that? Uh, yeah, well they weren't packed for us, but it was like the, yeah, the New York thing is was stupid. So much more fun to play around, you know, where you can actually get people to come to your show. Uh, you know, playing in New York was fun. We did As Vegas Temper play in New York a few times. Um, but, you know, playing around where people actually know who you are and they come to your show, it's just a lot more fulfilling. Yeah, the Troubadour, when we played there, it was a Saturday night and we were the final band. The place was packed. Yeah, you know, so, It's not no state theater, but it's still, a you know, it's a the name Troubadour is yeah, pretty good. Well, and it's yeah, a hangout. I was 17 years old and I was nervous as hell because so, I'd never played anything like that before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. that was fun. But being 17, I didn't get to enjoy it as much as because it was so crazy and so hectic and everything else. I wish I could do something like that one more time. And mm-hmm. I've told dad that for the last few. We still play as random damage once in a while. Um, and I told him that, like, why can't, you know, just one time. Just when everything opened, but of course, this whole thing made Hollywood a, just a shit show. Sure. I'm like, one more time. Just go there and play one show. I'm 32 years old. I can enjoy it as an adult. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, life goes on. Hey, man, it's, uh, you can play forever. That's, yeah. well, that's, that's my mantra. I was telling him, like, we should have a festival maybe next year. Have one thing and we'll get random damage. We'll get Vegas Temper, you know, and maybe a couple other bands that are just the local popular bands. You know, Vegas Temper has been out of the game and Random Damage has really too. But yeah. like for for me, that would be fun. You know, maybe yeah. I'm being a little selfish with that, but it is well, what it is. Vegas Temper is, I love the Vegas Temper music. It's, uh, you know, it's got a good place in my heart. That's the only two, they, the two Vegas Temper CDs are two of the four CDs I can actually listen to. No, I actually can listen to a cup, a little bit of the Shoeless Joe stuff, but mm, if I'm going to listen to anything, I'll in some Vegas temper or of myself yeah. some Vegas temper or some gone for days so alright Vegas temper what happened there oh Vegas temper we had a really good time played in Boston played in Manchester played in Boston played in Manchester did covers on the weekends 
really big crowds, put out our original CDs, old well, CDs. Like what happened afterwards, you know what I mean? Yeah, the so then, uh, yeah, then I was I started to write some music on my own, uh, but Vegas Temple was just, you know, so busy playing the cover gigs. Um, so it was getting kind of frustrating for me, and I just kind of wanted something new. Felt a little stifled. I did, uh-huh. you know. It was just I was ready. I had met I had met a guitar player through Vegas Temper Management. We had some management. Um, I don't know where he's out of. Maybe it was Nashville or something like that. And his the his uh, management company had a, another band uh, down from Florida, and the and the management said you should write some songs with this person down in Florida so we put together two songs really loved the songs I was super excited I flew down to Nashville recorded a couple of songs with him and the recordings were eh, but the songs were great I mean loved can you find those anywhere oh yeah those are the Gone for Days songs are all over the place that okay so that was under Gone for Days yeah this is Gone for Days so we we decided you know this is going to work the songs are great he sent me some riffs and some music and I went in uh to the to Jim Smith he has a he has a studio in his house uh an old the old Shoeless Joe guitar player he recorded I, I he recorded what I had written on this music that this person sent up to me Jesse and um you know we liked it went to nashville recorded some of it decided yeah let's put together a band we're gonna do it jesse moved back Uh, then i was like okay i'm gonna do an original band with jesse with this music because i love this music and that's when i said to vegas temper after it was a hard gig one night i said i just i've had enough and right after the show yeah, it was right after the show. <laughs> Nobody believed me. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was a hard gig, and it was just a frustrating time. Um, you know, we animosity was a little, lasted a couple of days. They didn't believe me, but they, I think they kind of understood. Hmm. Um, they got a new singer and just kind of went went on and started. So Vegas kept like yeah, did they continue? had uh, no originals though. No, they didn't. Do, okay, they they kept, they had some cover gigs. We had you know you book six months in advance. So they had gigs to fill, and, and the guys didn't want to renege on the gigs. So they got another singer, and they started playing, and I think they ended shortly after that. But um, I went on and did some uh, talking to Jesse about actually moving up here. So he moved up here and um, moved into my house for a while, and we he had a, a bass player he knew from Nashville. He's from Florida. We knew a bass player from, it was Indiana or something like that, down, over in the Midwest, uh, Chris Dickman. Um, we actually had a bass player. It didn't really work out. Um, Mike Q um, used to play in, shoot, Dogfight, dog fight, local band. A really great, heavy uh, cover band, original band during the Vegas Temper years. Um, we got him to start to play bass. We had a drummer. And you know, people didn't get along, or it was just kind of a rough time. We were kind of fig- trying to figure things out who were the best guys. And Jesse said that he knew somebody from the Midwest who might be good fit. So we flew Chris Dickman out here, uh, who he became the bass player for Gone for Days. And he and Jesse got an apartment. He moved out here, said, Yep, you're good. Um, fit perfect. Him and Jesse got an apartment in, in town. We got a we got um, 
uh, Justin Pacey to to play some drums. So it was that. Oh, actually, I know. I feel like I know that name. Yeah. Well, he played in Vegas Temper. Okay. I Justin Pacey. Like dads must have talked about him yeah, or something like he, that. In other just, situations. Justin's all over the place. He's he's uh, played in hundreds of bands. Seems like. Oh, Pacey. I know Pacey. him because he. Uh, we had the the Chris Cornell um, tribute shows that they've been doing every year. Yeah, that, um, that's him. Yeah, he's the yep. the bald guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know who that is. So the original drummer for we had gotten was Keith Pacey or Keith Pace, same kind of name without the Y, it had an E. So it's Keith Pace. And he played on the record that we recorded. We we we, we recorded some songs. Um, we wrote some songs. We took some old Vegas Temper songs that I had written with Marcus in Vegas Temper. Some of the the later ones, um, the Shotgun was one of them. Money, Vegas Temper song called Money. Uh, Vegas Temper song called Silent. So we actually. Um, took a bunch of those songs, rewrote, rewrote the music, um, so Jesse could have a little fingerprint on what we were doing, um, and then we took uh, the two or three new songs that we had written, me and Jesse, and we went up to Maine, recorded the album, and uh, then we had gotten after, right after Keith Pace played on the album we got a new drummer because the people didn't get along so band stuff band stuff band <laughs> drama it's everywhere you just can't escape it it's, oh yeah i played drums recently or not recently a couple of years ago my good friend from high school mike and all of a sudden yep i got kicked out and we didn't talk for a year it's band over drum. stupid stuff you can't escape it's i you know you just can't escape it it's there it's going to be there uh, anyways, long story short, we recorded the album and, and so, some really good stuff happened to us after we recorded that album. But the, the uh, band drama is something that um, even with like the nicest guys in the band, you still have the band drama. You have the stupid stuff that just turn into women. It's so hard. it's so hard. People don't understand. It's so hard to keep a band together. They don't know. I've been in bands forever, all my life. And it's just so hard to, to what you just have to, there's so much, well, there's so many different personalities. There's egos, personalities, hardships, creative differences, creative differences, lifestyle differences, life differences, home life differences. There's, and it's just, and you're together and it's just cracking heads all the time. <laughs> so next thing you know you have one talking to the other about the other guy and then oh yeah there's it's, teams and it's uh it's all you know and you don't know what you're going to get when you get in a band and, and people don't know it from the outside mm-hmm. you know you don't know what you're going to get though when you get four guys four or five guys together when Fif- you, go ahead. 50 episodes and i'm i'm feeling like podcasts are kind of the same way <laughs> <laughs> yeah why do you think i don't have him on all of them that's right i need my breaks <laughs> breather yeah I have my episodes with just me, and then I had to bring him along, make him feel good. You know, make him feel needed. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, so that's uh, that's great. So what happened with uh? uh well, gone. Well, gone for days recorded um, a song called "Guilty Pleasure," and we uh, sent it to uh, Octane, and we just sent it, and they they picked it up and they played it. Um, a couple of times, I guess it got some calls because they call, they started playing it again. So what's Octane? Octane is a is a, 
I don't know what channel is it is on on XM radio, but it's a XM radio station. Okay. Like, you know, like um, the, you get the I forget the names of the stations. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. But the uh, it's a station called Octane Channel Thirty Two or something like that. Okay. Uh, but we sent it to Octane. They started playing it. Um, we meanwhile, as this was spinning on octane it was getting doing better and better and we didn't have anything to do with it um besides writing the song we just sent it to them and they started playing it um we entered a uh um, a guitar i mean a song a song contest or a band con a band, battle of the bands ernie ball battle of the bands down in massachusetts or his nation or his new england and uh we won Oh, through, nice! Through a whole, through a whole big long, the two two thousand twelve Battle of the Bands winner. Um, so it was a long process, pretty exciting, surprising. I never won anything before. So we we got to play on the um, uh, Ernie Ball stage at what is that festival? I'm so bad with names. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it was Godsmack, up... Shine Down. Oh, okay. We, you know, we played on the Ernie Ball stage there, so and that was down in Mansfield, Mass. So that was a huge gig for us. Mm. Um, got a lot of fans that way. Meanwhile, um, the the song was doing well. It started to enter the Octane Biggins, so the biggest songs of the week, top top ten songs of the week, or top twenty or top fifteen or something. It went into that, and so that stayed in there for like all seemed like it was all summer long. It was going up, you know. We would listen every Sunday to see what position we were at, but it actually made it to number one. A couple I, times. I might have forgot the name. What was the name of the song? Oh, it was Guilty Pleasure. Okay, uh, Guilty Pleasure, and so that was um, that. We we sold a lot of CD. We sold a lot of songs. We sold two or three hundred thousand. No shit. A lot of lot of songs wow. all over the world. Um. And that was exciting. We did. Uh, we got to tour with um, uh, a couple of tours we went on. Um, Taproot. We had a Taproot tour through the Midwest. We got in a van, drove down to Louisiana, did zigzagged up. You know, there was four or five bands on the tour. Prospect Hill was on on one of the tours that we went, or maybe both. I think both. Any tour stories? There's tour stories. Come on, that's why you're here. You don't do this to me. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: the first night of the first night of the Louisiana gig, it was our first gig, and that was the first night I I woke up in a McDonald's in the morning with the mop lady poking me, saying, "Are you okay?" Well, I'm great. Yeah, that's what this is. You gotta you gotta tell the people the stories, yeah. the crazy well, yeah. stories. Um, that was uh, that was my McDonald's story. I woke up to Mc, woke up McDonald's. I did not feel very well. I can only imagine so, why. And, and was, was it the alcohol or the McDonald's? It was. I I don't know, but I but the, I do know that uh, there was a Burger King across the street. So I went. It was six in the morning, and I or five in the morning, and I crossed the street and went into the Burger King. Had breakfast and then I tried to figure out where my hotel was. So they just like they left you in there. Did they... uh, I don't know if they left me. I I actually don't remember what Chris and Jesse were up to. I know that I was roomating with Justin, and uh, I when I went back to the room, it was oh I know it was the night before I went back to the room and I couldn't go in the room obviously. 
Uh, Justin was there, so I had to go sleep in the van. Down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> Down by the McDonald's. And then I ended up in a McDonald's, evidently. So it was uh, that was the first night. Um, yeah, good good times, good times. <laughs> I feel like there's other secrets in good here times. we're not allowed to know. Good times, good times. Uh, yeah, there, there's probably, there's a lot of, yeah, oh, the great story, one that I tell often was driving through, must have been uh, Indiana, Indiana maybe, uh, Utah, one of those big... Um, cornfield states Iowa it was Iowa I think it was Iowa anyways we were driving our van and our, we're hauling our stuff through in the van you know this is not a new van this is a van that we purchased uh, the typical rock van yes it was uh, and we drove this van through uh, 500 miles of cornfields like you could just see cornfields forever and ever and ever and ever it's really beautiful when you first see it, but it gets old really yeah, quick. It gets old after, you know, five or six hours of cornfields. Well, anyways, and and nothing, you know, gas up because you're going through cornfields. So we drove through these cornfields and we got into town and we drove up the hill into town. We're like, where's our gig? Where's it? It's somewhere around here. We drove up and we pulled over the hill and we saw, oh, there it is, the town. And we, we pressed on the gas and it went, oh, shit. And we coasted down the hill. And we coasted right in front of a garage with the engine off. We coasted right in front of the garage with our hotel across the street. And we walked into the garage six at night. The guy took a guy came out, took a look. Oh, you lost your belt. <laughs> our timing belt went. Oh, shit, I thought you ran out of gas. No, it was our timing belt. It, totally out. And he goes, yeah, I'll have it ready for you in the morning. Oh, nice. shit. oh talk about... Uh... You know, perfect timing. We had driven through 500 miles of cornfields, and right when we got into town in front of a garage, the timing belt blew, just failed. Yeah, breaking down in a cor- like in between the cornfields, not a good idea. If you've ever seen Children of the Corn, not a fun experience. <laughs> Never mind that. I mean, we had a gig to play that night. Yeah. We had a gig to play the next night, and we had, you know, we broke down after driving 500 miles through cornfields through nothing, right in front of a garage. No, yeah, that's good. That's... Dad did something like that. We were just before the Rocky Mountains, and we were going from New Hampshire to Los Angeles. And um, he had his van. It's like a regular work van he used for his carpet and everything. But he had all his weights. Because you remember Dad back then, he was lifting weights oh, yeah. and everything else. And he had his whole gym in the back, plus all of his stuff. He was about five plus over the weight limit for the van. Yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere, and he's just his transmission goes. And we're just at a town where you, you could literally look around you. And you'd see just nothing the whole. It was yeah. It's like if you look at Vegas, but not Small. Vegas. You, yeah, just, yeah, just a, a couple of buildings. There's a Denny's. There's a hotel, yeah. and there's the mechanic that charged him way over you know the normal amount mm. to get the transmission fixed. Yeah, he found a girl at Denny's. I'm pretty sure that uh, he hung out with for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm 16. I'm just in the room, <laughs> hoping for the best. Um, but it was before the Rocky Mountains, so that was lucky because if. If it went while we were going through oh, that, yeah. it would have sucked. That's the thing is, you know, what could have happened. So with that kind of luck, was the show good that night? Or oh, yeah. the, were, the show you played? All, they were all great. You know, it's the best thing is, is driving into a town that you would never been into before and people know your music. That's cool. You know, that oh, that's nice. really cool. Yeah. So you had, the, you had the people that were waiting for Gone for Days to come into town. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I never. That's an awesome feeling. Is that how you usually figure out where you're going to play shows? As people that are fans are like, "Hey, come to our town," or you know, um, this one we we were actually on the tour with Taproot, great bunch of guys. Though I'm a, definitely a Taproot fan now after after knowing them and listening to their music, which I had before. Um, but I'm definitely a, they're one of my favorite bands uh, now. I have a special place in my heart. Uh, but no, we had to. We just followed Taproot around. Um, did their shows with them came across we played in Ohio uh, opened for 10 years a band called 10 years and yeah I was like open for 10 years oh, yeah we, damn it's uh, a lot of openings called 10 years yeah. <laughs> uh, we did a couple of um, we did a couple of uh, was it did we play at the Hampton Beach Casino a couple times Tesla maybe I know I opened up for Tesla a couple of times at Hampton Beach uh, casino Vegas Temper played at the Hampton Beach Casino once. I think I don't know. It's it's hard to remember which bands played where at this point in my memory. Yeah, you're really popular. Memory. All that waking up in front of McDonald's or in McDonald's yeah. gets to you after a while. It's good times. Yeah, there's stories. I, I'd have to shoot. I wish I could remember more stories. Uh, I don't know. The great. Uh, uh, we we recorded a second. A couple of a couple more songs after the CD. We didn't have any money, so or we ran out of money, I should say. So we didn't have any way to promote ourselves uh, and go. I did get a call from. I got a phone call in my basement one morning from Epic Records, A and R, and it surprised me. Um, he had heard the song on the radio and was wondering, you know, what's the story? What's the story? So I didn't really, I didn't, I don't think I explained myself too too well. He didn't call me back. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, no. But uh, we did get uh, Dan Donegan from Disturbed to play the guitar solo on our latest 2015 song, uh, Colorado High. So are you guys doing anything else since then? Uh, we have a couple of songs that we had recorded earlier that didn't make the record and we just threw one of those up on Facebook so that's one of the latest ones and if it's right it's on my page I post all this stuff on my page and you know it's on YouTube um, so your Chris Taylor Facebook page or do you have the band yeah, it's, uh, uh, gone for days it, page it would be gone for days or jump a Joe my Facebook page jump a Joe it's uh, Facebook jump a Joe um, but what did we do? Yeah, Dan Donegan from Disturbed played the solo on that record. We sent it to Octane, but we didn't hear anything. Uh, they had changed. They had just done a whole changeover. They weren't playing any of the. They weren't playing any of the lower tier bands anymore. It was, <laughs> they just start stopped playing all the. Because uh, Craving Lucy was had had a song that was doing well on Octane. Uh, Prospect Hill had had some music on Octane, and they just Octane just stopped doing that. Uh, but I still get, I still get to to this day, uh, you know, we're still selling. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. We dad had a uh, it was I don't know if it was Facebook or MySpace, but dad obviously would still get random damage, little posts here, little oh, yeah. money here and there, small yeah. small checks or whatever. Oh, yeah. So me and my brother Jesse, um, every time we posted a status, right at the bottom was cdbaby.com slash random damage. Yep. No matter it has nothing to do with the post, but we always put it on and like that following month or whatever he did, he noticed the check had a few extra dollars on it. <laughs> I'm like, it's, yeah. it's all you gotta do, I guess. Yeah, they, they pay you like uh four cent uh point zero four cents 
per stream and like damn just, yeah half a penny per song or something stupid don't you get money for when sounds they, like they my, just sounds, sounds like my stocks yeah. <laughs> do, do you don't you get money for just like preview plays you don't uh, have, you don't get them just for buy buys you get them for preview plays no, too for right? streams yeah i mean i don't know about preview but you can you can stream it on like um, spotify they yeah. pay you like point zero 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 four cents zero 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 four cents a song or something like stream a stream yeah someone put random damage on spotify someone put it on itunes it's on a bunch of stuff and we didn't touch it at all and we don't get any money from it or not we i mean dad you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. i don't know how to get a hold of any of that to get the money going in the right direction but it's on a bunch of stuff that he never put it on yeah. So someone's making money off random damage. Yeah, that happens. Uh, there's supposedly I have a pile of money somewhere sitting in ASCAP or something. I, I never signed up for any of that stuff. I I, I think I did. I, Jesse did. I know Jesse got some money, and he said you got to get your money. <laughs> and I said, oh okay. And I just don't. I don't think I ever did. So I think it's sitting out there somewhere. And I think I can still get it at some point, but I don't. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it in a little while. Yeah, he probably could too. Um, I just don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. To he's not going to do it, but I'm like, fucking, there's money out there. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, gone for days. You guys had that whole little fun, 2015, all that. Yeah, um, we did a video. We did a couple. Yeah, we did a couple of video. We did a hard rock cafe video. We did a song, uh, a, vi- a video we recorded down in Nashua on in the attic of a cigar shop. Uh, it was great. He had all this weird. Um, man cave paraphernalia all over the place goat heads on the wall it's just you know the mirrors and the uh, just really weird stuff up in this attic of a cigar shop so it was very rustic uh great place to do a video we did a video for a song called um falling awake uh, and that's also on youtube and then there's a song we, we did a we did um a vegas temper song a video for for an old Vegas temper song that we had redone. Um, Do you remember what song? Yes, it was "Sick of Saving You." Great fucking tune. Yeah, you remember Confident. that one? We d- we recorded that at um, we re- we did a re- a video of that song at uh, Hampton Beach Casino, um, and that that video is real fun to watch because it was a sold out show and it was just insane. Um, but that's on YouTube. Just uh, gone. That's a gone for days. Sick of saving you, and you'll see the live video. Sick of saving you is the one on the album that you have the acoustic version at the end, right? Mm, yes, I think it is. At the end, you have an acoustic yes. version yep. of one of the songs yes. in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's it. Now, yeah. I haven't. Li- it's funny that you should mention that. I forgot that that was there. Yeah, that's yeah. I should, I should probably pull that out. Check it out. Man, do it. And then <laughs> what you can do so is long. you. Can, do a little uh, mini show of yourself playing one of the songs on acoustic, preferably on that album because that's the ones we remember the most. Yeah. And uh, we'll post it on our page just for the fun of it. I could do a shotgun video. Yeah. Do shotgun. I'll do, I'll, I could do that. I'll do a shotgun video for you. Yeah. I got I do. Uh, I do do some recordings now and then of cover, cover music. I got a little microphone up, kind of like this, mm-hmm. upstairs, and uh, a video. Set up my set up my phone and just record. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll I'll do something that that's a good idea. I should do shotgun, get it on video. Yeah, ours was uh, at least mine was kiss uh, kiss the sun. Oh, that kiss was me sun. too. Yeah, that was our favorite song in the album. Yeah, that's a that's a Marcus riff. Um, great riff. Yeah, love the song. The it's power when it goes into like the chorus and all that other shit yep. is crazy. That's 
Wow, blast from the past. <laughs> that's definitely like I love. They're all great. The whole album's really, really great. But that song is that's the one that sticks out the most. I'm looking forward to delving into Gone for Days. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, Gone for Days. You have yeah, you do. You have a very unique voice. You're not there's not like a standard. You know, people do covers. They can try to do everyone else. Like when you're doing mm-hmm. Vegas, and now we'll obviously have to follow Gone for Days. But your voice is very unique. Mm, for that's it. It's, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's a. Yeah. Um, the sound people don't like my voice because it's kind of, it's not, it doesn't cut through normal. So if, if there's four singers taking the stage and everybody's using the same mic, I'll get up and I'll, I'll start to do some testing and they'll, they'll get all frustrated because they can't get my voice to cut through the music. Yeah. It's not a traditional sound. No, it's, it's it different. Needs to, my voice is weird. It needs to be EQ'd differently because yeah. it's kind of a very mid tone, like a raspy, raspy mid tony. It doesn't have the high cut through pitch. That yeah. I've noticed that. And I, I, I don't know what it is or what or why or how, but uh, is that just the way you've always sang? It's just the way. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if it's the way I've always sang or always sounded i think i may have wrecked my voice through the 15 years of singing shoeless joe vegas temper stuff (laughs) because i don't remember ever sounding like this i remember sounding like david lee roth back in the early 90s um (laughs) but that might have been my own bad choices yeah Um, either way it's a great sound it's not anything that we're gonna complain about no cool that's um i intend to uh continue writing with gone for days i think i want to do a couple more songs with jesse get him up here he's been talking about it we're supposed to go into the studio in the fall um maybe if that works out um jonathan wyman up there produces the stuff that we do when we don't really want to go anywhere else except to halo studios in westbrook or portland oh that's sweet yeah we i we float around those areas often oh yeah yeah so John Wyman did the um, uh, the Pretty Reckless stuff. So he, you know, he's is that a band or a song? Oh, Pretty Reckless is a band. Uh, they're pretty famous at this point right now. They're doing really well on tours and they're huge. Um, but he actually recorded their stuff up in his studio. I know you're short for time, and um, I actually got more minutes than I thought from you. Oh, what do you got? Oh, cool. Can I ask you one more question? Oh yeah. All right. Now, like with rock and roll these days, is what do you think of rock and roll these days? Because like I don't find there's too much that is it's not good. Like I don't know if you ever heard of Dirty Honey. Mm, they're, yeah, they're a band that's yeah. going around right now. They're on the radio and everything, and that's they're like they have an old yeah. Led Zeppelin yeah. whatever sound, yep. an older sound. Yep. But they are so good. They're a young they're, band that's yeah. They're it up. I find that the talent is huge. I haven't heard anything original. I've heard a lot of like Dirty Honey type bands. Um, and don't ask me to name a couple. I do. I'm thinking of them right now. And I know what you mean. Yeah. The main question was, is like, what do you think of rock and roll in general? Like um, me sticking out. That's the band that sticks out for me. But after that, there isn't for me, there isn't much going on. Yeah. You know, to tell you the truth, since about 2012, since the tour, I've been listening to nonstop classical music. Oh, really? I work out to it. I run to it. I like when you say classical, you talk about like Mozart and Beethoven. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually, I'm actually just immersing myself in the piano right now. Like over the past couple, two or three years, I've just been just doing that. But it's a funny story. Another funny band story. Driving through, we would take turns, and the driver gets the music choice. 
So I would. That's nice. I would blast Mozart. That would, uh, and that would just piss everybody off. When I was a when I was a a painter on a crew, like we did yeah. that, we rotated who yep. picked what, and that was me. Play some Bach or something, and they all just oh yeah, no, they the don't, guys couldn't stand it. It's great to work to. It's oh, it, to zone out to it. I work to it. I you know I zone out to it. I sleep to it. I actually work out to it. I first started listening to to classical music when I was working out back in late. It was probably 2008, 2009, and I said, "What you know? What is this classical stuff?" I, I put it. So, what, what classical piece should I listen to first? And I happened to pull a Mozart, and uh, and I fell in love with it. And then there was the Bach and the Beethoven, the Baroque, the Baroque period that I really liked. And I listened to a lot of other stuff going forward, uh, coming into the 40s, and it just it got worse and worse. And you get into the Gershwin stuff, and I'm like, eh, I just haven't developed the taste for that yet. But the, the Baroque period, this late 1700s music, I love. If you haven't delved yet, get in, get into the Russian aspect of things. Like they, they, they took it to some different levels. Russia, yeah. Oh, okay. There's, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff. Is out that of Mendelssohn it. type of de- what? What period? Like, so you're probably talking like mid 1800s stuff like yeah. that. But um, I'm sure I've heard some of it because that's all I listen to is just the classical stations. And yeah, if I'm if I'm working doing stuff in the yard, it's either classical or sea shanties. <laughs> sea shanties sea shanties huh. be surprised the kind of yeah. you know the the working beat you get out of that i used to clean my house to the uh to merengue music <laughs> are you just lost over here now ron merengue is uh is the is the you go down to go down to cancun and you'll hear all the merengue music, you know, that type of stuff. That might have been, no. I'll play you some merengue on, on, <laughs> the, on the drive back to Maine. I, I actually might have put some on um, another episode for a guy who was from uh, not Venezuela. I don't know, someone down there, I had him on my show. Um, yeah, and I played some weird funky music. But he's like, yeah, this is what our family listened to. <laughs> so uh, it might, I, might all, be. I really listen to all types. And, you know, I mean, I'm a hardcore Stone Temple Pilots fan. Uh, although always will be, yeah, you know, I love all the '90s rock. I think the melodies were great. I think the 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 chord progressions were ingenious coming out of the '80s, going into the '90s, and you have the Nirvana stuff and the chord progressions. I think the talent coming out these days is incredible. Like the guys that are singing in these, like Dirty Honey, that type of thing. Those these the talent is just amazing, and the the recording quality is amazing. I mean, as things get easier and easier, you know, it's just if you're good, you have a way to get your goodness on CD now and get it out to the people. Yeah, and you can record it on your phone. You can have and an it's album. good. And, you know, before, if you're good, you couldn't get your goodness out because it was so hard to get it out there. You could be phenomenal, and it would be so hard to get your music out because you just didn't know the person, know the right people, or have the right connections. But now where you can get, anybody can get their music out, you got the phenomenal people getting their music out to everybody and people know that it's phenomenal and it blows up and then you have this this talent bands that are out there now that are just so incredible uh it's scary so i'm just like i'm not even gonna bother to try to be a talented person i'm just gonna write my music and enjoy myself yeah there you go (laughs) yeah yeah that's how the talent that's that's my take on why the the band sounds so talented these days it's because the talented people could get out there and if you're talented and you can get yourself out there people pick it up and you go big because you're talented all right well you i know you're crunched on time and we'll get out of your hair but um thank you guys for coming by the bands that you know if i were to say between 
you know, two thousands to now, if you if I had to pick some bands to listen to, it'd be like, of course, Random Damage. I'd listen to tons <laughs> of Foo Fighters. Yeah. You know, I'd throw yep. some Lincoln Park in there, maybe, yep. and of course, we would not throw. You know, we'd have to throw some Vegas some Temper Vegas in there. Temper. Hey. Yeah. yeah, and we're not just saying that because you're here. It's, it was oh, a great excellent. album, great band. Excellent. All right, excellent. thank you, Chris, for coming on. Chris Taylor, uh, do you want to throw any information where to find you or anything? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, hit me up on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash Jumpa Joe J J U M P A J O E. Jumpa was my first band, spelled differently. Shoeless Joe was my second band. I happened to get the email, Shoeless Joe, I mean Jumpa Joe, way back when, so that's why I still have that. So it's uh, Facebook slash JumpaJoe.com. Um, and then, you know, I, I can direct anybody to, to any music that they would be interested in there. But, yeah. Well, hopefully Facebook they do. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for coming on the Cheesy Chicken Podcast. Cheesy, wait. I'm on my way into you in everything that you do, in every tear that you cry. I'm the reason. Close your eyes, you're gonna miss that murder Mean to light up in your body burning Desire is a game you're learning I am the pleasure, I'm the guilt of a lifetime Building up in your mind Captivated, sedated, might be persuaded now